You are now listening to MD Femme. We are a collective of female physicians from diverse backgrounds with unique perspectives. Our goal is to bridge the gap by being honest and accessible with our patients and with our community. We know that representation matters and it plays a vital role in rebuilding trust between patients and doctors. We care. We listen. MD Femme. Welcome, welcome, MD family. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Before we start, I want to take this opportunity on behalf of our whole squad to dedicate this episode to Chadwick Boseman, an incredible human being who led a life filled with purpose, a purpose that gave him the power to film through his illness. He was our superhero, and our deepest condolences go out to his family and his tribe. We also want to send prayers and positive vibes to the families of Jacob Blake, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, Ahmad Arbery, Tony McDade, and all the families that have experienced suffering at the hands of police violence. Okay, this episode, we also want to welcome our newest member, Dr. Kimberly Worth. She's a certified pediatrician who started her the first pediatric ECC in the Atlanta area. Let's give her a warm welcome. Hi guys! <laughs> Thank you for having yeah. me. Thank you for being with us. It's a, it's a yeah, pleasure. Of course, of course. So now we have the the pediatric perspective because all of us do adult medicine. Well, yes. Both, but I mean, mm-hmm. like you know, that's not our forte. I still do peds. I know I do you do. Peds. I just said the Lubs's family. She oh. does both. <laughs> right. But you know, I don't deal with the little people. They called me to intubate a code white one day, and I was like, "Whoo, that airway is small." thank you for joining us thank you for joining us of course we are talking about vaccines i want to just preface this and say this is an educational podcast we are giving our medical opinion on this podcast this is not a place for conspiracy theories and and you're you know spouting nonsense so if you're going to email us at mdfem at gmail.com please remember that thank you all right so, can one of you tell us the difference between attenuated and live vaccines? That's a question I get all the time from people. Like, what's the difference between those two types of vaccines? Anyone want to take? So, that? I guess I can. I guess I can maybe take that one. So, um, live vaccine is exactly what it says, right? The vaccine, the what you're being vaccinated with, is a live um, vaccine, but attenuated means essentially they've kind of dumbed it down a little bit. So I'm trying to think of a good analogy. Um, I can't think of one. (laughs) Basically, it's like, like, I don't know, like if you, um, if you have a car, um, it's (laughs) maybe it, it, turns over but it doesn't drive necessarily so it's still a car like it has the shape of a car the wheels are there you know the wheels are inflated but it's i don't know missing the steering wheel and the passenger seat is missing so you can't and it doesn't have seat belts so you can't really drive it like a car but it's still for all intents and purposes a car right <laughs> so right, right. that's the best way just on the I fly, like a, 
<laughs> so I can think of describing it. We're going to um, give you an A for effort, Emily. An A for effort. <laughs> yeah. High five. High five. I thought that was pretty good off the cuff. <laughs> I was about to say. That was on the fly. Um, I, I like that. <laughs> so, I mean, for, for all of our listeners, there's, there's certain people in the population that do not get live vaccines it's because they're immunocompromised okay and not all vaccines that you get are live i just right let's just make sure that everybody understands that because there's a lot of misconceptions going around okay so who should get vaccines i'm going to give this one to kim who should get vaccines um, so everyone pretty much should get vaccines as long as you're not immunocompromised. There are things that um, diseases maybe wouldn't think about. Uh, if you're immunocompromised, like HIV, you don't want to get live vaccines um, unless you know your numbers. Um, but typically, pretty much everyone is capable to get um, vaccines as long as you're not immunocompromised and as long as um, they're in the age correct age bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Um, and they haven't had, like, let's say if they had, like, a horrendous um, allergic response to a previous vaccine and they're getting in the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, but t- typically everyone can get vaccines and should personally. Okay. Yeah, that's, I agree. The, I think the biggest contraindication to vaccines would be if you have an allergic reaction and not just, like, Oh, I I don't know my bone starter. Yeah, not a rash, but like and yeah. like your throat is closing, closing. your tongue is swelling. So like this could kill you. That is literally <laughs> that is literally the only contraindication. Um, for the most part, I think even um cancer patients, as long as they're not on chemotherapy, can get I think pretty much all vaccines. You know, mm-hmm. but again, you like you know. said. There's like dis- which vaccines have egg in it? I always forget which I ones have egg in it. Has egg. But it's a very small amount yes. of eggs, so most people are fine okay. with it. And yeah. thinking back to what you were saying, I know uh, also there is something people ask. Well, her sibling or his sibling had a bad reaction, so he's not supposed to get it. That's another question mm. I get a lot of times. That is has not a contraindication. <laughs> has nothing to do with you. <laughs> Or my husband has this. I don't. I don't care. We're talking about your son here, so that's yeah. something that I'm asked a lot. It's not a contraindication. <laughs> Actually, from the ID standpoint, the egg allergy is no mm-hmm. longer a contraindication okay. either. They Correct. suggest okay. that basically you monitor the physician monitors the patient for let's say I don't know 15, 30 15 minutes, minutes. post mm-hmm. vaccine. Yeah, post vaccine. But that's an egg allergy is not a contraindication. Yeah. Okay. So. Let's talk about the current state of vaccination in the United States because other countries are okay. For Mm -hmm. some reason, we have this issue of what the World Health Organization even had to coin it vaccine hesitancy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's, we're going to tackle, I'm going to give you one of the myths that they say. Okay. One of the concerns, I should say, not myths, one of the concerns that these parents have. And you guys are going to address it. Anybody can jump in. Okay. So. One of the things that they always say is, okay, so diseases had already begun to dis- disappear before vaccines because we introduced better hygiene and sanitation. What's your response to that? <laughs> because- <laughs> Lips, yeah. Do you get this question all the time? Like as a family physician, do you get these? You probably get so, these questions a lot. The biggest question I get is, can we spread it mm-hmm. out? That's the biggest one that I always get. Like, can we, can we spread this out? And then, you know, you have to kind of educate them on the schedule 
and then catching up on that. And then also when they're like really gung ho about doing like one vaccine at a time, you kind of have to sit there and explain to them, you know, if you plan on putting them in school, they're going to eventually have to get all those vaccines and you're going to have to be doing it a lot at, in a short amount of time, which I don't know. I feel like older kids, that's more traumatizing than giving it to a two month, four month, six month old that will never remember what you did to them at that age. But when you're trying to shoot like a four year old up before kindergarten with a ton of vaccines so they can go to school the next year. I feel like that's more. Hey, I think it is more torture um, to do that. And so it's best to just give go on the correct schedule because each and every time they come to the office and see me or whoever, they are scared. Right. And so yeah. <laughs> coming to the office more often to catch up on these vaccines they should have got when they were younger. So I definitely agree. Just go ahead and give it to them all. And usually when you give them one vaccine, you know, they're kind of like, I don't know if they're shocked or whatever, but they're prepared. You just do them all at once instead of like, okay, all right, so next we're going to get this one, and next week that's just more trauma to the to the yeah. child. And then also, I mean, and also your schedule, right? Because most people are working and stuff, and do you have time to do that as well? So those are two things I just want to add. Exactly, and then I guess another big question that I always get, which it's really hard to even discuss it when people are like, "Well, the MMR vaccine gave my um my grandson uh, autism. Yes. That he was totally fine." And he was starting to talk. He was like doing sight words and everything like that. He got his first, and I'm like a one year old doing sight words. Okay, <laughs> you know, I, I literally, literally just had this, and I was like, and then they were like, he got the MMR, and then he became like quiet, silent, all this stuff, and like they diagnosed him with autism. And I, I like, you don't even know what to say at that point because sensitive. You don't even want to argue. Yeah, sensitive. you don't want to argue with. Yeah, you don't want to argue with them. You do want to educate them, but honestly, there's not enough literature to give them even, you know, to say, you know, like, hey, we know vaccines aren't doing it, but we don't. I contend that. Mm -hmm. I I like my research, as we all know, okay? (laughs) And I went looking into the research behind this MMR autism link, and it came Mm -hmm. from a Dr. Andrew Wakefield. Wakefield. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that article was published in Lancet back in, I think it's 98 or, or, or before that. And mm-hmm. it was retracted in 2010 when they found yeah. out that this man violated basic race research ethic rules and fabricated his evidence. Mm-hmm. Not only that, okay, but so I, I think guess, it was like a guess, small amount of patients. It was small, like 12 it or was some 12. ridiculously. It was, yeah, small this, man did, this man did LPs <laughs> and colonoscopies on these children. There, I, I don't, I was like, there's no IRB in this at all. No. <laughs> yeah, let's, just, let's just be honest. Okay? So I, I guess I should have clarified. There's not enough research on how autism happens okay. that's what i meant okay. like you don't you don't have enough to give them that that the mmr thing yeah you can find stuff on that but i'm my thing is is that i don't have enough stuff to give them to say this is what we're saying is causing autism because it's just not an, we don't know you know so we can't say it definitive it's, well, we, we can, can definitely, can say, definitely it's, say it's not yeah. from the mmr because there's a study out exactly. of exactly so we can with, definitely say it's not from vaccines but how it comes about we have right. no idea. I remember have enough proof to tell them that it does not come from mmr there's 95,000 yes, children that, yes. in that jama study yes. and it did not come 
from MMR. So, yeah. No, well, I, I remember totally when, agree I remember, with that. There's evidence I remember when that. I first heard of him, it, I was actually in medical school before I decided to go into um, pediatrics, and I was just astonished about it. Until to this day, I remember I was on this um, Facebook group with some other pediatricians on COVID, and like his name still comes up today from in, mm. in parents' mouth. And it's kind of, it's very sad, right? Because it was poor, right. poor medicine, uh, poor uh, research, and and people just ran with it. And then, of course, we have, like, celebrities and all that stuff who mm-hmm. kind of, you know, people are more likely oh my God. to go, yeah. go with their celebrity person that never met than their pediatrician. And so yeah. when I usually do it, if I have the time, it's say is, like, you know, people, some, also the link from autism and um, vaccines were also uh, made, up, made up is because of the fact that, you know, we as pediatricians see kids at a certain time, right? Newborn, two months, four months, six months. And that's when you're getting vaccines. And so that's when we start to, that's when we are actually doing developmental screens on your child. And so that's mm-hmm. when we're picking up on things. But mm-hmm. people automatically assume it's the vaccine. It's like, no, that's yeah. when your pediatrician saw yeah. you. When I saw you mm-hmm. at, you know, two yeah. months, I noticed your child wasn't doing this or four months and so forth. And so that's also another way people kind of parallel it, parallel it together. Right. That I've noticed. Yeah. I mean, a- a big thing for me is that I tell my patients, because I'm a mom of two boys, I say, you know, I never took my kids on a plane until they had their one-year shots. Internationally, we never flew internationally. Until they had their one-year shots, I never took them on a plane until they were finished with their six-month shots. And I definitely get their flu shots every flu season. So I tell them, by my example, mm-hmm. you know, like, this is what I do for my own children. So I would do it for your children, too if I'm doing it for my own kids, like I wouldn't put my kids in danger if I knew that this would cause something like a horrible outcome, you know, like, you know, you kind of, but you know, everybody has their own opinions, honestly, like, and you're right. They, they listen to who was that Jenny McCarthy? Oh my gosh. That like was like decades of damage. And yeah, you're passionate. Anyone, you know, you listen to, we're we're driven on passion and maybe not science, right? The general public, Mm -hmm. but she's so passionate about it. And so therefore you might be more inclined. And that's when you hear the, the the stories that you hear. My child was one year old doing, what was the sight word? Something like that. So it's, it's it's very, it's very unfortunate. And then it's also unfortunate on the other side where I meet, I've met a pediatrician who's against vaccines. So you have that, you have that as well you have physicians you have nurses you know saying they're terrible so so what do you expect the, the normal person to do exactly right? exactly yeah. Yeah, that, it had mm-hmm. that story out of illinois that pediatrician earlier on in this year that killed himself do you guys remember yes the one com- committed suicide and yes falsified vaccination records he was mm-hmm. more on the whole yeah. empathic route that was, that was- and, you know, Horrible. you have things that happen like this and the Andrew Wakefield and so forth. And it creates a distrust. That's mm-hmm. why patients yeah. have such a yeah. huge distrust when it comes to, you know, medicine. Because mm-hmm. they're like, well, you know, all these things. First you said that it was this. And then now you're telling me that that paper is a lie. And it's all a conspiracy. That's why. And then you have this celebrity yeah. that has millions of followers shouting at the top of their voice. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to convince yeah. the average person that, you know, this is better for you than worse. Yeah, especially that. But I think, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sorry, go ahead. No, especially the average person, you know, and then also you got to put in, you know, race and stuff, right? So mm-hmm. even the average person who has minorities, so we already have a huge distrust with the exactly. healthcare system in general because what we have gone through and still go through. And so then you have all these conflicting information. And so what are you going to do? You're going to do the best you do for your child, and that is, you know, assume not to do it. Right, right. So it's multi, it's multi-layered. <laughs> <laughs> it's like tiresome. So I, think, um, 
yeah. I think so. Sorry, Scott, regarding your the initial question that you oh. asked, and then I got everybody off. <laughs> um, I, I, thought, I thought my ID doc was going to jump on that, but then they came in. So, you know. My bad. My bad. I like, I threw it at Lumna and she took it around it, and then she handed it off to Kim, and they were, they were going on the track. 400 meter, you know, 4x4 four four relay. They took it. Yeah, listen. <laughs> But um, so your initial question was, how do you, I guess, approach patients who say, you know, before all these vaccines, we were getting over illnesses because of, you know, better sanitation, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know. I feel like I would say to that person, um, I don't know what I would say. I would say to that person, like, yeah, the things that your body is going to be able to build an immunity to, you're going to get over it. But the vaccine is to help you build that immunity, right? So um, that's, I mean, that's how, I mean, you can either take your chances and let the natural thing occur and it could very likely kill you, right? Like we have right. so um, <laughs> polio, people got vaccinated against polio. We don't necessarily do it anymore, but in some countries, they still have polio because people don't get vaccinated against it, right? Right. So you could take the chance of, you know, sure, you can get the natural disease and hope your body does well with it, but there are certain diseases where very likely you won't, and that's the reason for vaccination. One, for your own protection, and two, as a public health issue, because then if you contract the disease, you now act as a vector potentially, for the people in your household, the people in your workplace, the people that you potentially come into contact in the grocery store, right? Depending on how infectious the disease actually is. Right. So it's a personal health and it's a public health issue in order to protect the population and to protect you. So I'll say this as a pulmonologist, and I've seen this in outpatient. I've gotten this question a lot. The natural immunity is better, isn't it? And I agree with you. That, yes, you know, you're mounting a natural infection. You know, you have a natural infection. Yes, you're going to mount an immunity, right? But the death toll is Mm. so different between a natural infection and a vaccination, okay? Like measles, for example, it's I think it's two deaths out of a thousand if it's a naturally wild spread, right? If Mm -hmm. it's the vaccine, Mm -hmm. it's one in a million. Like, are you serious? Why would you risk the population that way? That's the first thing. And then the one that I always get is, doesn't the vaccine cause autoimmune disorders and asthma and allergies? Mm-hmm. No. And that is the answer not is no. True. Okay. No. I want to tell, I was like, first of all, the reason you see so much asthma and allergies now, and this is why I have a conflict with the whole way we're addressing COVID, but okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's the hygienic environment. Mm-hmm. We've created such a clean environment. The, the, even the sand that the children play in is sanitized. Have you, have you noticed that? I saw it in Walmart. They were selling sand for the play lot, and it's like it's sanitized sand. I was like, I played in actual sand, dirt. dirt. I didn't poop even rat. know that. I didn't. I didn't. Wait, what? Poop. Look, what sanitized yeah, it sand? Was I didn't even know that was a thing. It's for no, when I didn't you, know either. When you set up the play lot in the back of the yard for the kids, you can buy sanitized sand. I was like, how long mm. do you think it's going? You about to pour it out outside? What? So, I didn't so wait, how do they so sanitize weird. it though? I like, don't what know. do they doing? And how I... long it takes to sanitize? That's a pretty good money uh, tour, actually. Exactly. Uh, tour. exactly. <laughs> to be honest, that could help um, pay some bills. So, some yeah. loans over here. <laughs> 
put sanitize on anything. You can, exactly. You can <laughs> There's two yeah. gimmicks right now that'll make money any way you do it. You think organic or sanitized, organic. That's it. You gluten free. Oh COVID free. There you go. Go free. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but I was I was flabbergasted. I was like, what? Sanitize that. And this is the reason you see all the asthma and the allergies mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we create this hygienic environment. And you see yeah. less asthma and allergies in populations of children who grew up playing outside in the mm-hmm. dirt. Like, mm-hmm. like you keep eating dirt down with sanitizer. <laughs> eating dirt, making your mud yeah. 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 Eating I dirt. A, I had a good childhood. Eating dirt Listen. and everything else. Yeah. Listen, that gut floor is yeah. strong, fam. That gut floor is strong. Yeah. And that's where your yeah. immunity comes from. I, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, these these vaccines do not cause asthma or allergies. I just want to make sure no. that you Please stop coming to the poem clinic and telling me that. That's enough. There's that, and then I mean, you as the poem doctor would probably like you're probably thinking about like air quality too, right? Right. Years and years ago, there were less, you know, less pollution, less cars on the road, whatever. But now the air quality is in a lot of places is so bad. Actually, so it that improved is in the COVID why. times. Mm-hmm. Seen the yeah, right, oh, it got better because people are staying inside. <laughs> exactly, right? they're off mm-hmm. the road. They off the road. Please. So I challenge <laughs> our asthmatics out there. How long ago was your last exacerbation since COVID? <laughs> 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 that's that's a very a good, good challenge. Question, actually, that's a good that, challenge. Yes, yes, good, good question. So, so another thing that they say, I'm gonna let the the family and the peds jump on this. They're gonna rip this to shred. Okay, so they they like to say the <laughs> vaccines contain aluminum and mercury and harmful substances Mm -hmm. what what is your response to that (laughs) so ideally you're you're your child and you are surrounded by these things all the time anyway yeah and such more higher doses um i think the vaccine um like in the normal environment you probably get 30 to 50 um mg a day and that's 20 times more than what's in actual vaccine so you're already being exposed to this on a daily basis and so you'll be fine (laughs) (laughs) i feel like we're exposed to so many carcinogens and chemicals on a daily basis that that's like uh like a mute point like there's Mm -hmm. anything there they love to, I don't know if you've dealt with some of these, um, you know, I used to work for a holistic hustler before I got into medical school. I'll just say that. I won't call his name. And he <laughs> used to do these things. He had like a peds clinic, basically. He was, he was, a, um, he was trained in um, allopathic medicine, but then chose to do this homeopathic route, became a yogi. Very interesting. And he was doing urine toxic metal tests, telling them that all the vaccines have in too much toxic metals. I'm putting them in hyperbaric chambers. It was a cash-only practice. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. Uh, so he was he was making this. And that's part of the problem. We have physicians out there that are telling individuals not not the correct information because it's making buck. You know? Yeah. So we have a problem. We need to kind of all get on the same page or we're going to have an issue. Now, what is the policy with schools? Uh, this was, I, I don't have to deal with this, but you guys do. What is the policy with schools? Does every child have to have a vaccination in the United States or does it change from state to state? How does this work? So it I don't know. So when I was in Illinois, um, they can choose to not. So when they would come to us, the, the pediatricians and myself had a rule that if you were not going to vaccinate your kids, we don't want them in our office to expose other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if they found some way to get somebody to write a letter saying they have like some religious reason why they can't have it, 
I think they can bypass that, but I don't think they can bypass that in public schools, but they can bypass it in private schools. But I'm not sure what it is, if it's different state to state. Um, and another thing that I've been finding interesting is I've always pushed um, men B and uh, meningitis. And now I'm noticing colleges are actually mm-hmm. asking mm-hmm. for both meningitis and men B, which is actually quite great because that's the one that we usually see. Men B is the one that we usually see for the outbreak. So I've actually been really happy to see colleges on board with telling the, um, you know, before they get to college that they have to be vaccinated, Mm -hmm. which I used to just be able to do like, you know, I would just say, okay, we're giving you the meningitis and men B and usually people wouldn't question it, but the parents that were a little bit more savvy would be like, wait, what? Why do I need to? (laughs) Okay. So now, mm-hmm. so now, um, my question is, can, mm, so a child can't join public school unless they have all their vaccinations. So I don't know. I don't know if it's different. Maybe Kim has some input on her so I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I know that when I was working in my last practice, it was a yes or no. Like if you weren't going to do vaccines, we would dismiss you. Um, yeah. I think you can do a um, religious thing. Not think you can do a religious thing. You typically don't question people's religion, right? And so right. it's a free pass. Okay. Um, <clears throat> which is unfortunate. But you would have to be getting someone to willing to allow that. Mm-hmm. You know right. Someone, someone has, has to, to write the letter. Okay. okay. Which yeah. I've never did. I've never wrote any of those letters before. I don't even know never. how it goes. I was like, oh, I can't help you. No, your child should have vaccines. There's no, yep, I can't help you. So <laughs> <I've> never, <laughs> I don't know how that goes. Once you know what I mean, like so. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let let me ask you: How do you answer a patient that says, "Vaccine preventable diseases have been virtually eliminated from my country. Why does my child need to be vaccinated?" Mm-hmm. They've been eliminated because, because I of guess vac- the vaccines. <laughs> Yeah, but you could also see then we had outbreaks of measles because people went through this trend of not vaccinating Mm -hmm. their kids. So you had outbreaks and that's that's case in point right there. When you stop vaccinating a population, herd immunity no longer exists in that population. Right. Mm -hmm. So so the the other thing I've heard is, oh, well, measles is just a rash. Chicken pox is a rash. Oh, no. (laughs) I, I have an ID doctor. Can we talk about some of the grave consequences oh, wow. of getting of getting these? What people people think that these things are just rashes? They they don't oh understand gosh. that because of vaccination, <laughs> all you're seeing is the mild infection. Can we some? And that's all you. <laughs> <laughs> no, so measles is not just a rash. Um, uh, it's like it's a respiratory <laughs> illness. It's highly, you know, highly, highly <laughs> infectious. So yeah, there's the rash, but there's also the cough and whatever. And then there can be there's the potentially long term or consequences later on down the road, right? Um, the encephalopathy mm-hmm. that can occur that can manifest later on down the road. There's something else too that's slipping my mind that can happen down the road with people who are. Um, naturally infected, if you want to say quote unquote, naturally infected with measles or who acquire the measles infection because they're not vaccinated or whatever or under vaccinated. Um, but it, the name of it is slipping me right now. But there is essentially a neurological or brain. Um, um, oh, yes, yes. What is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. What term? Uh, what term <laughs> am I looking for? I can't believe all of this is slipping me. It's because my brain. You said encephalopathy, no. but also I think you can get deafness right. too. And right. That was what I was gonna say. Like people also, yeah. it's like 
they're either going to live or they die. No, there are people who are in the middle, right? There's people right. who get it and then they have, yeah. they have long-term com- complication, like uh, being deaf. And so I think we also, you know, you live, die, but no, people who live in the middle, yeah, they have some neurological issues right far. Yeah. <laughs> I think they can even have, like, um, developmental, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Dis- like, intellectual yep. disability. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's not just a rash <laughs> and like yeah. some sore throat. What is it? Malaise, cough, chorizia, yeah, conjunctivitis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not just yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is there are severe complications later on down the road. Plus, in fact, on top of already having, say you're, say I have measles right now, right? I can get an infection on top of that, yes. mm-hmm. right? So I can get yes. pneumonia and a bunch of, and other things on top of that. So now I'm dealing with two diseases. Um, and obviously, I mean, one plus one is two, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be greater than, I'm going to be sicker yeah. than just having the measles infection. So it's, it's not just a rash people. I, I, measles isn't like, this benign thing that oh you get it and you get better no that's not the case i don't think but so let me yeah. let me speak from a pulmonology standpoint the measles when it causes a pulmonary infection that can cause limitations on your breathing you know long term going mm-hmm. forward okay right. so your functional yeah. capacity to be able to take in air and breathe and exercise and so forth that's going to be limited going forward and you may get other diseases as a consequence of that so just want to let you know, yeah. yes, you can die, but also <laughs> you can be in the middle, as Kim said. So <laughs> let's, let's be, you know, a little, mumps causes orchitis, I believe it is, and like infertility issues, if I remember correctly. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, we, you know, we think, we, 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 I think we take these things for granted. Like polio was paralyzing people and killing people. Like I remember yeah. watching an episode of Boardwalk Empire, I love that show. And they literally burned everything in the house. Everything mm. as soon as they heard the shot had polio. Oh my god! I was like, could you imagine doing that now? Yeah, like, okay. like throwing everything out, cinders, cinders. Like, so I yeah. don't really understand the you know the gravity of these illnesses because we haven't seen them for decades because mm-hmm. of vaccination. Yeah, even um, chickenpox. Have you ever heard of people like if a kid gets chickenpox, oh, the they party. want you to like, yes, a yeah, lick a lollipop. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. 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 Gross. Yes. <laughs> On yes. so but many like, levels. I guess Ev, from an ID perspective, would that even live like that long to like lick a lollipop and then mail it to somebody? Just, I mean, the, you just are, the idea of it. it. <laughs> I mean, disgusting. so yeah. address your question. I mean, USPS gets stuff there within like two days, right? <laughs> within the US and then FedEx, you can probably get it there. So you can know, probably survive. <laughs> But why yeah. would you want, want to, to do that? Why so would you stupid? Why would you that? Like, what what were you doing to think that I'm going to look on Wipeop and put it in fed? <laughs> on so that, like, many you have way too much time on your hands. Listen, people sell it, you guys. What? People sell it. Mm. I couldn't believe it. Those are the yes, same people who sell tapeworms. Those are the same people who sell tapeworms. Okay, so for weight loss, that's the same group of people. I'm done. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't, oh I didn't know that was a thing. People sell tapeworms for like. Yeah. Wow. I um, I I remember seeing that on a very popular show. I won't call the name. All of them took one to lose weight. I was oh like, my oh my god, they're all going to have stomach cube combined degeneration. B twelve deficiencies all around. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's insane. It's insane. But people yeah. do some crazy people things. Do crazy. Like I've heard of parents going, "Okay, one kid has a chicken pox. Everybody pile into the same room and get it now." While the party, mm-hmm. right? The party. Yeah. I've the party. heard of that. And mm-hmm. but but the licking of a polypop, but woo, and sending the mail. I'm done. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> and also, side note: Did you hear there was a COVID party? I can't remember what. The oh yes, so, yes. There have been uh, multiple, multiple COVID, COVID parties. Yes, multiple. Yeah. We we're talking about the parties. one guy that threw the COVID he party. He like yeah, he died. Yes. Another yeah. one got amputations, and somebody's on permanent dialysis. COVID is the gift that keeps yeah. on giving. Go ahead and party. Yeah. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> oh I'll see God. you. I see you. Just not. Sense. Just yeah. not. Sense. <laughs> Just not outpatient. outpatient. (laughs) Yeah, they think that they're young and they're immune. So they're like, oh, we're not going to get severe infection. No. No. Mm -hmm. We don't know how this behaves yet. You need to to follow the precautions. Mm -hmm. But even the flu, like just based on the flu, how many people get killed every year by just the flu? So this is the thing. We call COVID a pandemic, but the flu kills more people than COVID has. I just want to. I just yeah. want to make that, and people don't understand that the flu was the Spanish flu, the 1918 pandemic. Oh, flu, y'all yeah. real about that was yeah. influenza. Just mm. FYI, yeah. Yeah. that okay. was the plan. Now you got now you got yeah. vaccines and stuff. We were wearing pay, play masks back then, but now you got yeah. vaccines yeah. and stuff. And so you're like, oh, the flu. I don't feel like getting the vaccine, or oh, the vaccine makes me sick. Sick. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. let's start right there. It's like terror <laughs> makes me get the flu. Yeah, my thing with the vaccine makes me sick is I'm I'm like we're giving you a small part of a lie and you may get a minor infection. An immune response. But if you get the real flu, you're out for quite some time and you yeah. could end up on a ventilator with ARDS. Just- so for my pediatric <laughs> patients, what I do when they're younger than six months and they cannot get the flu shot is I tell the parents I'm like. Honestly, I really don't care about either one of you. I want to protect mm-hmm. the baby and I need both of you or whoever else is in the house to get the flu shot this year right. because it's really not about it's really not about you. I'm really concerned about your child who's my mm-hmm. patient. So I need everybody in the household that has contact with the baby to get the flu shot. And usually 9 times out of 10 they will right. do it reluctantly they'll but do they'll it. do it because you put it in that term like it really doesn't it's not about you, it's really about this baby. And you're going to work or you're going here and there and I need to keep this baby mm-hmm, protected. Right. That's usually my approach too. And people and that tend to oblige very well. I'm like, okay, okay. okay. Grandmother, yes. everyone's getting the yes. flu vaccine at that point. Because it's yeah. a new baby. Yeah. They don't want to break it. You know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that's when you have a lot of um, uh, wiggle room, I think, at that point. <laughs> yeah. And also, um, TDAP, mm-hmm. I get to be able to get a lot of, Usually, obviously, the mom got it while she was pregnant, but dad usually doesn't have it, and it's been longer than 10 years. That's usually when you can also push the Tdap um, on people, grandparents, everybody, so they're good for 10 years um, because you're so scared of pertussis. Right, right. So so what, so I guess for Lubna and Kimberly, what, just for, I guess, people who don't know, like, what effect, what effect would pertussis have on a baby? Let's say grandma lives in the house or comes around the baby didn't get vaccinated and then somehow passes it along like what what are the risks for the baby uh kim you want to take it still they can still present with the same respiratory issues and coughing and so forth then you cough 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 and you stop breathing you know what i mean because it's still uh Mm -hmm. uh, viral i'm not it's still um, spreadable right and Mm -hmm. so so the child can pick it up as well and so i've had um, I think in the residency, I had some babies with pertussis. 
I had one and it got pretty sick. I mean, so, you know, you're talking about respiratory, right? And so you're talking about intubations and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and yes, I agree. Yeah. That's when I used to get the, because, you know, everyone's so happy when the baby comes out. So grandma, grandpa, dad, everyone's getting the TTAP uh, vaccine at that point. So, yeah. Some other things that you can tell them is that, you know, it can cause pneumonia, seizures, uh, brain damage, even mm-hmm. death for babies. You know, I mean, pertussis is no, no joke. joke. Like, it's like serious. It's, I mean, it's really serious. And for me, when I was in Chicago, like, you know, when it came flu season, people were quite aware of how bad it was. So pushing Tdap and um, the flu shot was quite mm-hmm. easy because they knew how scary it was. And they couldn't even imagine like, them being so sick, they if they've ever gotten the flu shot, that they can't even imagine like an infant, a baby, you know, mm-hmm. having that. And usually that's when you can push it. Like if you give them those statistics, tell them about what the possible consequences are. Usually everybody's on board when it comes to newborn, a newborn, brand new baby. So, you, so it sounds like the communication thing, one, is key. And then just kind of saying, hey, like the concern here is protecting this baby. Like if you're talking about vaccinating a child right so it sounds like uh we as physicians or well i probably wouldn't necessarily be in that situation i don't think kristen would be either but for like the family med or the peds um out there even i guess there are probably some im doctors who are you know they're the only doctor in town in some places Mm -hmm. they would be the ones kind of managing all these things sounds like the important thing is you know communicating effectively and keeping the line of communication open with the family members, particularly when it comes to children. Mm-hmm. And, and also yeah. being consistent, I've noticed, because I've had um, my last job, I've had one or two people who are so against vaccines, but the more they get to know you and feel comfortable with you and the more you keep saying the same thing over again, uh, it tends to also change their mindset as well. Okay. So yeah, consistency is very important as well, I think. I want to say um, in terms of the, the, you know, me and Emma are adult medicine more, but, you know, we, pneumovax is one that we don't talk a lot about. And I think yeah. it's very, yeah. very important. Um, and a lot of people don't push it, but I we really need to start pushing it. And we really need to start pushing the influenza vaccine this year because I oh, this you know, is terrible. It's already, <laughs> exactly. It's already brimming. And so we do not want to have a, you know, a literal crushing of the resources in our ICU. Because if we have a twin-demic, yeah. this will be a problem. Yeah. So you can go... I, actually, right now, my older patients, Pneumovax, I've been doing all their Pneumovaxes, telling them to get Shingrix vaccine and making sure come, like, September, they're getting the flu shot, right, too. Right. I was saying that, yes, I agree with you, Libs. My thing is, Pneumovax, for my people who are 65 or older, you can get it once. Anybody yeah. before the age of 65 with diabetes... Or any other chronic illness, COPD, so forth, you're supposed to get your pneumovax. The goal is yeah, HIV home. patients mm-hmm. supposed to get it too. Exactly. Also, it's really important mm-hmm. to let them know to get 13 before 23. Otherwise, it takes a lot longer yes, to vaccinate. Yes. Them. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah. so that's a big so, thing. People, I don't know, people come to me on 23 and then I'm well, like, Well, because oh, that's because the I doctor wait. that they went to was following the older guidelines, right? Remember, the valencies were different, right? 23 was the first one, I think, that came out. And then 13 came yeah, out. Yeah, it was. So that's what yeah, happened. Yeah, it was. That's what happened. So I agree with you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, I'm going to jump off the phone. But uh, it was great um, talking with you, Kim. And you uh, well. I will talk to you later. Okay. Right, okay. Well. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> baby alert baby alert mm-hmm. um, 
<laughs> but but no, seriously, I think that like adult vaccination is very important also. And so we need to be pushing that as much as we, you know, when they come into the ICU after they recover, you know, I put it in the note, like when they're being downgraded, like, you know, make sure this patient gets blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, like, I mean, like, I, I don't see it in their chart. I don't want them coming back. Make sure they get the flu shot and the pneumovax. Thanks. Appreciate yeah. it. Um, but yeah. um, yeah, so thank you guys for joining me. I, I really appreciate it. It was a great episode. Any last mm-hmm. words you want to say to the listening audience about vaccines? Please get your get flu them. shot. Oh, yes. <laughs> Please. Please get your flu shot. I mean, as, as somebody who, you know, I trained in a, like a bigger hospital, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking about my, well, both critical care and ID. I trained in a bigger hospital so we could handle to a certain extent. I'm not even saying we could handle. To say we could handle is incorrect. But with the surge of covid We were stretched so thin, so thin. Mm -hmm. So now we're carrying COVID into the influenza season. And every year I would see, me personally, I would see two to three people who would die of the flu. Yes. Like, of the flu. And it always blew my mind. Like, why are we dying of the flu? I told you about that patient. um, And I can share this now with Kim. I had a patient when I was, I just started my attending um, um, year and I had a patient, he must've been 28 years old, mm. no real history except for asthma. And he comes in and he's, I mean, he is sick. He's tripoding. The ED intubates him. I get his chest x-ray. It looks like ARDS. I flu swab him. He's positive for the flu. Okay. Mm. I put my orders in everything. Cause I cover three different hospitals when I work. Nights. And so I had to go back to the other hospital. And everything was okay. And for some reason, they weaned down his sedation. Mm. He pulled his tube. He coded and they couldn't get him back. People die from this. Okay? 28. 28. 28. 28. Okay. People die from this severe respiratory illness from influenza. Can you imagine having the flu and COVID at the same time? At, mm. the, same time. at the same time. And- and it's definitely possible. It's not like, oh, he yep. has or she has COVID. They can't get flu. No, when this all started, you know, it was still in the like at the tail end of flu season. So the yep. recommendation was to test for both, both. because right. it was possible to be infected with both. And I mean, I just like now I'm in a smaller hospital with a smaller ICU with resources where we cannot we can sometimes barely handle one COVID. Mm-hmm. So. You know, because of, there's different things, staffing, equipment, blah, blah, blah. But to have both an influenza and a COVID like surge, if you want to put it like that, there are some places in the country that are not going to be able not to ready. handle it and people are going to die. Yes. So please get your flu shot. I have to get it. We have to get it as healthcare professionals. I get it to twice. To protect the patients. Right? I get it twice. No, I work in the ICU. I get it in September and I get it in December. Because I'm oh, like, well. I'm not, I'm not playing this game. Okay. I want to make sure the tighter <laughs> I was is like, high oh, okay. to, to, to keep me. I realized, no, I realized I used to get it in September all the time when I was in fellowship. And then mm. I would get sick around January because I'm intubating these people and so forth. And I said, my titer must be going down too fast. I'm double hitting it. There we go. I'm okay. I'm about to double hit it too. That's the thing. It it does. It works. (laughs) It works. 
I'm around kids all day. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, okay. I do. I do that I all the do time. I do it twice. You ain't got to tell me. <laughs> well, I don't know the science behind it, right? But that sounds it's amazing. It's a personal preference. <laughs> Art, I don't think that's recommended. I'm going to put it out there for people. As you can, like, as you can see, we're for the we're for the flu vaccine that we're talking we're, about. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, gonna, like that little bit of. That little bit of I'm not feeling well after the flu vaccine. You, nothing compares to when you get the flu full on. No, no, I'm, doesn't. I'm okay. I'm okay. I don't need to feel that again in life. So I'll be no nope. twice. Step Neither do I. <laughs> no, I had it in college. And I was going to die. Oh, oh, I, oh, I, had, I oh. thought literally I was going to die in college. When I had Listen, it, so. the, the last time I had flu for real, I think I was a first year fellow and I was crawling around on the ground. I was like, this is insane. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, can, can you make it stop, Lord? Can you make it Please. stop? I was, I was, I was throwing what did I do? alcohol on myself. <laughs> Trying to break my fever, like, oh, oh, <laughs> So please get your flu shot. Please, even if you've had the COVID, like this is another thing. Even if you've had COVID, tested COVID positive and you have antibodies, I want to say this. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> There's no proof that you lose immunity. Okay. The antibodies go down, which is the mm-hmm. correct viral response. Okay. However, there are some isolated cases of suspected reinfection. They're still trying to figure out if it's true reinfection. Until we know more, continue to wear your mask, continue to walk yes. your hands, continue to social distance, and don't go out if you don't need to. Right. Please and thank mm-hmm. Okay. Protect yourself and each other. Exactly. Please. Exactly. I think I think that's the missing link. We're 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 not not in general, right? We're not thinking about t- protecting our neighbor. You know, right. oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. Yeah, but your neighbor might not be. So you putting that mask on is not going to kill you. Exactly. <laughs> and protect your neighbor. That I mean, I, I, that blows my mind a little bit. But that's another conversation. <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but but thank you guys for joining and thank you for listening to MD Fem. Stay locked, stay loaded. All right. Thanks for listening. Make sure to like, share, rate, and subscribe to our podcast. And visit our website at www.mdfem.com. That's M-D-F-E-M-E.com. Right there you'll find blog articles, YouTube episodes, and links to our podcast and our social media sites. We care. We listen. M-D-Fem.